Our communion meditation today comes from 1 Peter chapter 2, and we'll read verses 4 through 8. Uh, We've been discussing the types, the symbols of Christ in the Old Testament and finding the realization of those types in the New. So today we're talking about Jesus as a chosen stone laid in Zion by the Father. So let's stand, please. And uh, 2 Peter, no, excuse me, 1 Peter chapter 2, reading 4 through 8. Coming to him as a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious. You also, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Therefore, it is also contained in the Scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect and precious, and he who believes on him will by no means be put to shame. Therefore, to you who believe, he is precious, but to those who are disobedient, the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. Let's pray. Dear Father, we are looking forward to a meal with you. We want to come in a way that pleases you. Turn our hearts towards you today. Give us faith to believe your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, so what is this stone imagery all about anyway? Well, in the verses previous to what we've read, it talks about how, we, how if we have tasted that the Lord is gracious, then we should approach Him in this way, as a stone. So this metaphor helps us to, to think about Christ rightly as we come to Him, as we approach Him. And today we're approaching Him in the Lord's table. Well, in our first verse, verse 4, we see that he is a living stone. And we, we needed Peter to tell us this because stones don't normally live. And, and the fact that Christ is alive today is so important. We have to approach Christ in, in acknowledgement that he is alive. Otherwise, we don't have saving faith. This is a part of our confession. We see this in in the creeds, the the Apostles' Creed, for example. He's a living stone. Now, this stone is rejected by men. And we can't get around that fact. Just like we can't say that Jesus is still in the grave, neither can we say that when Jesus came, everything went just fine. The rejection of of Jesus by men is also a very important part of our confession. He suffered under Pontius Pilate and was crucified. But more important than being rejected by men is to be chosen by God. And when you think about it, being rejected by men completely melts away with the understanding and the truth that we, or Christ, is chosen by God. See, the acceptance of our Lord and Father stands in polarity against this idea of rejection, but it overshadows because God is sovereign. 
So he was, he was rejected by men, but chosen by God. And Jesus is not only chosen, but precious. I want us to see something in verse 4 and verse 7. Look at verse 4. I'd like you to locate the word precious. But chosen by God and precious. This is the way God sees Jesus. The Father sees Jesus. Now let's look at verse 7. And find precious there. Therefore, to you who believe, he is precious. And that's our view of Jesus. God saw him as precious, and now to those who believe, we also regard him as precious. This, this is the washing of the regeneration. This is the new self, the, the, the new heart, a renewed mind. We, we see Jesus the way God sees Jesus now. So, so Jesus, as a stone, is living, he's rejected, but he's chosen and precious. And here's where we get to some of the, the rich old Testament symbolism and meaning. Peter here is referring back to Isaiah chapter 28. And we don't have time to look back there, but, but in Isaiah chapter 28, he's prophesying the coming destruction of the northern kingdom of Israel that's about to fall to Assyria. This happened shortly after Isaiah prophesied it uh, in 72 B.C. So Peter's referencing that, but he's also bringing in the symbolism of this, this stone from Psalm 118 and, uh, and also from Isaiah chapter 8 earlier. So you know, he, it's, it's sprinkled throughout the Bible, but Peter's kludging them together here in Christ and saying all those things they were talking about Jesus. Now, I'd like for us to read verses 6 and 7. Therefore, it is also contained in the Scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he who believes, believes on him will by no means be put to shame. Therefore, to you who believe, he is precious, but to those who are disobedient, the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. We recently put some uh, backsplash up in, in our kitchen, and what we used was bricks, um, travertine bricks. Some of you know what those are. They're, about, they're only about a half inch thick, and they're somewhat fragile. And so when I would open up a, a box to put them up, Ethan and John Cole worked together with me, oftentimes I would come across one of those bricks that was fractured, and I'd throw it in the box. And I can, I, I can remember that clinking sound as it goes, and it throws in the box with all the other rejected stones. One of those is Christ. Rejected. Now he's the chief cornerstone. And you guys know what a cornerstone is. You, you know how important, it's the most important thing, right? That's where you start from. You have to have one that's right, that's square. And everything is based upon that. So you start the cornerstone and you build out from that. If a house is 30 feet and 2 inches wide, it's 30 feet and 2 inches wide because it's 30 feet and 2 inches from the chief cornerstone. And not just left to right, but also up and down. You know, David um, doesn't lay key, uh, chief cornerstones, but he lays chief corner cabinets. I saw this. He comes and he puts it in the corner there. 
And then guess what? Everything is based on that. He's got a really nice level. But that level needs something to point to. He points to that corner cabinet. That's, that's our Lord. He's the, he's the chief cornerstone. But he's precious. Second Peter has shown us that the references to the stone in the Old Testament are pointing to Christ. Things have changed. Rejected stone has become the chief cornerstone. And this comes in the midst of judgment. Remember that this is coming primarily from Isaiah 28. And so God, through Isaiah, gives his church some hope that even in the midst of judgment, he's going to bring and he's going to lay a chief cornerstone in Zion. And those who believe in him will never be put to shame. But it causes others to stumble because everything is based upon that chief cornerstone. And if things are not in line with the chief cornerstone, they're off. They're a stumbling block. It's an offense. Without God's grace in our life, Jesus would still be a rock, but he would be a rock of offense. But praise be to God, he is a precious stone to us. So as we come to the table, I want to ask you something. Is Jesus truly precious to you? Christian? Is he truly precious to you? He's precious to the Father. Is he precious to you? Please think about that as you come to the table. As we come, consider that. Let's just pray. Father, we thank you for Jesus, our stone that was prophesied in the Old Testament and fulfilled in the New. We thank you that he is elect, that he is precious, that he was rejected, but now has become the chief cornerstone. We praise you We lift you up, we exalt your name, and we look forward to dining with you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.